Remember those good old days when televisions had antennas and families watched prime time TV together? You know, back in the days of Little House on the Prairie, the Waltons, and the Dukes of Hazard. Well, Gravel Road Markets is giving America the chance to experience the best of yesteryear at their events around the country with original cast members of television's most iconic shows. Hi there, y'all. I'm Kelly Hurd, your host, and I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of Along the Gravel Road. Let's get started. Welcome back to part two with the original cast members of Little House on the Prairie. And just in case you missed part one, I'm joined today by the actors who played Sarah Carter, Sylvia Webb, Grace Ingalls, Miss Beadle, Nellie Olson, Almanzo Wilder, and Baby Rose Wilder. Plus, I've got special guest with me, Gravel Road Markets event executive producer, Mr. Jack Bishop. Let's jump back into the conversation. Well, I want to ask you a question, Allison. Was it fun being bad? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I think that, you know, as, as Dean was saying, was the... Talk about a softball question. <laughs> Just a little. You know, as you said, making it the villain fun, making the villain fun. And I think the more I, as I get older, I look back, it really is the Cyril Richard, oh Captain Hook. It's the, it's kind of the Captain Hook thing. Yeah. How... Captain Hook, he's a villain. He's going to yeah. kill Peter Pan. But we all go, yay, it's Captain Hook. Woo, right. yeah. Here comes yeah. the crocodile. Yeah. And it's like, we enjoy this and the relishing of and playing. The, and I watched a lot of villains as a kid. Yeah, twirling the mustache. Going, and I always, I love, I watch Vincent Price movies as a child. It's like, Perfect. Yes. And so I always had this, yeah, the villain, the wicked witch. Yeah, yeah. And so when I started, I went, is this, is this that? Oh, oh, ma. And then you know, it was. And so I was like, and <laughs> and I, and I, I just I enjoyed it so much. And it got it got crazier and crazier each year. It seemed they sort of escalated it. And then I had an experience. If you ever saw the old Peter Pan with <clears throat> Mary Martin Sir Walter, <clears throat> there's a line when Captain Hook is doing Captain Hook's tango, and he's doing the whole thing. Ah, Captain Who's the dirtiest dog in the world? And at one Captain point he goes, Ah, oh, fame, glittering bubble. And Captain Hook goes into this insane spiel about. When they play at Peter Pan, the most popular child gets to be Peter. They, they make the baby play hook. The baby yeah, has a fit over this. And so a million years later, I'm talking to these girls, these sisters, and they're talking about playing Laura and Mary in the show. And they would play it and they would say, well, yeah, but I was the youngest and I didn't get to pick first, so I had to be you. <laughs> and I said, they make the baby. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, we've turned into Captain Hook. Ah, ah, ah. Um, so yeah, there is something about that fun villainy of ooh, we're bad, and it worked for that. And then as a teenager, you know, you hate being told what to do. You have thirteen. As I said, I got the show at 12, 13, 14 years old, and you're on a television series. I guarantee you, you have more people telling you what to do. Now you have everybody telling you what to do, and so it's like, and here I had this place to vent my frustrations. I didn't have to be sweet and I'd yell and scream and throw things and go berserk. I could vent all of this hostility. And um, it was like purging. I, I would come home so relaxed at the end of the day. It was really was just an incredible thing for me. Um, and now, luckily, because I have a very, very twisted sense of humor. Yeah. Thank heavens. Because Can you imagine if I did not, if I did not have a warped sense of humor? Or if I really well, took it like... Well, you wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have made yeah, it. Yeah. And, or I, I thought, well, they're talking about me, not the character. 50 years of I hate you. 
a bitch. It's like she is a bitch. People calling, yelling that at me. They, I, I was in the Hollywood Santa Claus Lane Hollywood Christmas Parade and flinging and a cup of orange soda at my face. People throwing. <laughs> so not all people that watched Little House on the Prairie were nice people, were they? <laughs> and they were just so like, I'm so mad, I'm so mad. Having all these people say these things. If I was taking this to heart, like they were talking about me, if I didn't think of, that would be that, that could get weird. That could be really bad. Yeah. I would be really messed up. But early on, I went, okay, this is ridiculous. They're not talking about me, they're talking about her. And clearly I've done a good job, I've done something mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. They're this angry, they're so flipped out angry. What did I do to these people? And then the idea of physically you know, flinging something at a human being because you saw them do something on TV, it struck me so dreadfully funny. So I've been in stitches for, for 50 years <laughs> laughing about this, that everyone hates me. <laughs> so thank God I have enough of a weird sense of humor to, to roll with this. So the Zaldamo, Zaldamo. So how Harriet, you know, Zaldamo. Did that happen by accident, or was that written in the script? It was written as Dalzamo. It was. It was both. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it was written as Dalzamo, Dalzamo. And, and I think Catherine being, uh, <laughs> Catherine being who Catherine was, and I, you know, I I had come in by the time I got there, Catherine had fully mined the the in the wonderful comedic sense of this character. And she had a green light to do what she wanted to do. I think, you know, Run amok. Yeah, we, we, we as a cast did not do, I mean, Michael could improvise anytime he wanted to, Victor could improvise anytime he wanted to, but we really didn't, it was not an improvising group. Catherine was probably the other person who had the green light to go wherever she wanted to go whenever she wanted to go there. And I, I think Michael just poured gasoline on the fire <laughs> to encourage her. I mean, when she found the comedy, when she found the comedy, I think it was an episode, The Camp Out. Oh, yeah. good Lord. That's where it really exploded out, is in this episode. And she realized it was part of her longevity on the series. She knew she couldn't be mean and survive. She knew, she, in her words, I have to be foolish, yes. not, not mean. So once she tapped into that, her really incredible appetite as an actress just took over and she, she became this just comedic force and the, and the two of them, the two of them really drove the comedy and the antagonism in the show. So uh, Zaldamo, as it came out, was part of the green light. It, it was, and of course, as soon as the camera, Michael cut it, just explosive laughter. And, and of course, there was no redoing it. It was not going, he, there was no, I want it, Dalzamo. Well, you know, he thought it was great, was and it was stayed Zaldamo. He attempted for a moment. He said, Zaldamo, no, no, it's Dalzamo. Oh, oh, okay, Zaldamo. No, <laughs> we were actually going to go with Dalzamo. Fine, it's Zaldamo. And it was funnier as Zaldamo. It was funnier. And everyone, it's, it's funnier as Zaldamo. Okay, we're going with Zaldamo. And you were Zaldamo from it's Zaldamo, on. right. And exactly. it was genius because she, she gave me a license plate. She gave me a personalized <laughs> license plate for Christmas uh, with Zaldamo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, when I, when I, and so here, when I sold the car, I didn't keep the license plate. It was, I mean, the stupidest thing. Who knew? Who knew? I, I just didn't, I didn't know. But, but she just, Catherine was absolutely wonderful. Anyone who had the opportunity to work with Catherine actively, you just couldn't not be incredibly impressed with her her 
her passion, her energy, her commitment was just total. You couldn't take your eyes off of her in a scene. She was a pistol every second. You you just you had to be on your toes when you were on the set with Catherine. McGregor. Well, I, I had scenes where it's like I can't look at her. With the breaking up thing, we cry. It was like don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look directly at her. Just don't look directly at her like a wild animal. Don't look directly at her. And it, because I'd, I'd lose, I crack up, and then she'd crack up. I mean, it was yeah. Well, and, but you know, Charlotte has, and, and Charlotte, I, we are always asked, people always ask us, was Catherine like the character <laughs> she played? My answer, my answer is yes, <laughs> Catherine was exactly like mm -hmm. the woman oh, she right. played. That passion and energy was a big part of who Catherine was. I mean, but Charlotte has a very different take on who Catherine was. Catherine has. came to me one day and she said, I'm going to a spa down by San Diego, and I think you'd enjoy it. Would you like to go? I said, really? Yes, of course. It's a you know five day. It was kind of a long weekend thing. I said fine. And you know we had we had been working together. I, even though I was the school teacher, and I didn't go into the Olson store very much, so we didn't really get to know each other on the set that much. But we drove down to San Diego. We went to the spa, and we checked in. And we we're sharing a room on the grounds, you know, and it's a beautiful place. So we check in, we bring our suitcases in, and I'm un unlocking, unloading my stuff, and she opens hers, and she sets up her altar. I found out she was a devout Buddhist. Oh my goodness. Which, when you think of Mrs. Olsen. Yeah, no way. You, you <laughs> Whatever Buddhist is, that. it's not Catherine McGregor. And she yeah. had meditation. meditation every yes. day. She meditated. And yeah, it was just a wonderful way to get to know Catherine. Yeah. A little bit better, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say she took in stray people and animals. And she anim did a thing. Yeah, dogs. All right, there was always a, a bird. So I remember I went to her husband and I said, why is there, where did the bird come from? Well, I found it in the yard and the thing. All right, she did a thing, and this is a story not a lot of people know. So as you know, I got very involved in AIDS activism when, when Steve Tracy played my husband on the show. Yeah. Was so Catherine, I had asked her, you know, do you want to come to any of the events? Because we had a lot of events for AIDS Project Los Angeles. I said, and you know, they love you if you came down to the thing company just walked you on stage and said good evening at a terrible place part she's like ah nah i'm not gonna do it and then i found out she explained to me she said well here's what i'm doing so there's a guy in her building she lived in this fabulous condo in hollywood and she she was the um nosy neighbor person she was like <laughs> someone has too many potted plants on the balcony she knew like everything about everything <clears throat> and she realized this guy down the hall was sick and he wasn't getting a lot of visitors. And she clued in, like, oh, this guy is home with AIDS. And, you know, he, he wasn't getting, I don't think he was even getting Project Angel food. He wasn't tied into an organization. She went to his door, and he was very, very sick. And he had medical appointments, but apparently he was not getting services from any of the agencies. No one was coming over. And she goes, like, bangs on this guy's door. He's like, who are you and what? And she said, look, I know what's going on, and I know you're sick. And um, I, you need someone to cook for you. And again, the, the, what is it, the macrobiotic food you're doing all this stuff. She said, I will cook all of your meals and clean your apartment and drive you to all your medical appointments. Do you want me to? Are you? Sure. And it turned out he'd been on Broadway, been a dancer, so of course we're in the theater. And they talked. She drove him to every one of his medical appointments and she cooked all his meals and cleaned his apartment and took care of him to the day he died. And then a couple of months later, another guy in the building got sick and she went and banged on his door and she did the same thing. Wow. Good heart. Yeah. Yeah. Really good heart. Well, as you travel around and you're doing the shows like you were doing this weekend in Pahuska, what's the takeaway that you hope people walk out the door with? <laughs> the takeaway? That, I mean, that we're, we're all together, like everybody's together. Okay. After the pandemic, 
or since during the pandemic, I became very reclusive, and I and I I had a pretty bad experience with a lot of people. A lot of people changed a lot of people a, a lot for the negative. You know, this was like my coming out. You know, it, it was my coming out of it. I, and I and I said to Allison, like, this is a big deal for me. But then meeting, seeing you guys, meeting you guys, it was like such good people. And then the fans. I mean, I've been moved. I've been I've been brought to tears like this entire weekend. I mean, it's crazy. I I just I, I just realized that there are good people, and now I get to be surrounded by them again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's and that's. It's 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 a lesson. It's like I can be good. I can be good. I don't have to be like them. I can be good too. So that's. I mean, that's it. It's kind of simple and. Love maybe, that. You know. Love it. That's great. I you know I I always want to make sure that people know that those of us who are here loved this experience of being a part of this. I tell, I always tell people, this is what one of the seminal, seminal gifts of my life, having been invited to be a part of Little House. I could not have appreciated 44 years ago what this experience would mean to me going forward. And then as everyone has talked about, when you see it in the eyes of people who approach you, it's just this incredible confirming Mm -hmm. uh, experience where you know where you just sort of feel the love you you know you know it's real and you know what you've believed in is worth believing in mm -hmm. and it's it's just been a fantastic thing sounds very rewarding it is rewarding yes and I always hope people know that for me I am not a celebrity or a star an actor who got lucky enough to be given this experience and when we were recently in Mansfield and I got to go into the house where the books were written and no. walk the pathways and touch the side of the doorway as I walked into it and I thought, oh my gosh, Laura's mm -hmm. hand was probably right here as she walked into this door a lot. And now my hand's there and I read the books as a kid, watched the television show, wanted, as I told you earlier, to be a part of this, and suddenly it all felt like hallowed ground and something so much bigger than anything that I've ever experienced in the acting world before. Mm -hmm. It was something that was a gift from a woman a long time ago, and whoever would have thought that what, what she did, what, what she wrote, what she oh, did yeah, at 65 think about years that. old, it's me at 71 years old. Took up her pen to write. Yep. Yeah. And we're all sitting here today. Well, yeah. you know, as a kid actor, you have your your parents and your managers and your agents all have a lot of ideas about what you should be doing as a child actor and what kind of celebrity you're going to become. Back in the old days, you're going to be Patty Duke, and then it was you're going to be Jodie Foster, and there's, there's always the brothers that like, try to sell you, package you. I mean, well, that was the the whole thing of, um, <clears throat> you know, and Patty McCormick, and you know, Patty, who was it? Patty was it? Uh, 
Anna's dead, your name is Patty, now change the kid's name to fit them into a mold. This was the kind of insane thing. So there was always an idea of what career you would have, whether that suited you or not, or whether that was really how it was. And that's why you see a lot of problems with child actors, because there's these insane expectations that are from other people, if this is what you're supposed to be doing. I can tell you of all of the crazy ideas and fantasies my parents or managers agents had of who I was supposed to wind up playing on TV and what character I would play and how it would wind up, this was not it. hundred percent, this was absolutely not what anybody had in mind, the kind of show that I was supposed to be on, or certainly the character. And I remember when it happened, everybody sort of looking at me sideways going, so um, this, this is, this is what we're doing. Okay, and even my friends at school were like, really? Really, you're on, you're on what? And this was, it was so weird, and that this thing should blow up and run for all those years, which nobody thought it was, as you said, Hollywood said that. My father said, this thing, six months, I give it. And that this thing should become a hit, and then as Michael said, they'll all be watching it. 50 freaking years, that we should be doing this, and it would have this impact, and that the thing I turned out that I was supposed to be was this? <laughs> and that I would go all over the world and talk to people and have these kind of experiences and bring people this kind of happiness and healing and what have you. This was the plan? I guarantee you nobody thought this was the plan, but apparently this was the plan. I heard so many, I've met so many women who have said, I'm a teacher because of you. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't me. You know, <laughs> I played a very wonderful teacher on a television show. But as a little girl, they watched and said, But you also it. hear, too, about because of you, <clears throat> you all writing books and Dean's book coming out next year. Yes, it is. Just look at the impact that Lauren Ingalls Wilder made and look at the impact that you all are making because of Laura and because people want to hear your story. You know, mm -hmm. Dean has been working on his for years. Wendy has just introduced her second book. Second book? And we Please hear about all the time now how much her devotional book has, has meant to so many people's lives. And then this new Red Tail Feathers. And, and everything that, that it's impacting in people and getting through tragedies. And, and people are, are anticipating what Dean has to say after all these years. Uh-oh. Winter. Yeah. <laughs> we can't wait. Oh, yeah. Next year? Next year on, in July. Okay. It's to come out in July. Do you have a title for it? Prairie Man. Oh, <laughs> man. Prairie Man, My Little House, Life, and Beyond. Oh, Kensington wonder. Publishers in New York. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've read parts yeah. of it. It's really good. It's good. <laughs> and so next year's the 50th yeah. anniversary of yeah. Little House. Are you yeah. looking forward to it? Yeah. Yeah. You better be ready. <laughs> I know Jack's given me just his schedule in advance, and, and y'all are going to be busy. Are we ever going to get that schedule? <laughs> it's, it's a huge opportunity, you know, for it's a, it's a wonderful focusing time to, as we're all discussing, to continue to advance the message of mm -hmm. the show and the books upon which it is based. You know, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. You'd only get one shot at 50. Yeah. So we, we really, you know, a lot of shows have gotten there. We're one of those shows that will get there, and that's really, a, you know, it's, it's, it's a great honor. 
That's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Now, Jack, you do have some shows coming up around Christmas with we this do. crew. Tell you want to. We do. Give we them a start. Plug? We start in Quincy, Illinois, uh, the first weekend in November, and that will feature Wendy and Charlotte. So it's just a smaller show. I mean, Miss Beetle and, and Baby Grace have a lot of of fans out there. So then we go to Arkansas, and that is November 18th, 19th, and 20th. And that show will be bringing Karen Grassley in on that. And um, um, so um, for those fans of Ma Angles out there, that's the show to come to in Mountain Home, Arkansas. And even the governor is planning on attending that event. We've already talked to her security detail about that. So it's so exciting to see even governors that are huge fans of Little House on the Prairie. And then, uh, of course, Acana, Texas celebrates 175 years. Oh, really? And um, so they wanted to bring you. The, the mayor actually came to an event in Missouri and um, kind of sought out Wendy and said, how do we get this done and how can we include you all? And they have a beautiful pioneer village um, in their town that's actually a part of their park district. And so that's where the meet and greet will take place and then the dinner and uh, breakfast will take place in um, what's called the Corsicana Opry building. It's a really unique historic building um, so it, we're looking so forward to that, and, and um, all three of those shows will have a Christmas theme to it, which we've never really done a Prairie Christmas type theme. Um, so, so we're kind of looking uh, forward to, to all three of those events. Sounds wonderful. Well, what I watched go on this weekend I thought was amazing. I saw people lined up outside the door to get in to the events. I saw a murder mystery where the little house on the prairie crew was improv comedy that had everyone in stitches. It was so much fun. We were so ridiculous. We were so, you know, murder mystery things, they can sometimes be a serious thing of who was the killer. No, this was like, this was like yeah. that thing, noises off or the play that goes wrong. We were all over the place. But I thought Miss Beetle was was the killer. They all thought Baby, Baby Rose did it. It was <laughs> Well, but, you know, I had people come up to me today because we were kind of like, man, that thing was silly. And I had these women come and said, that was the funniest thing I have seen in years. I liked it so much. They said that was the best thing they've ever seen. There's requesting when it's going to be. Oh, no. I said, oh, no. I said, were we too dumb? They were like, no, that's the funniest thing I've seen in ages. That was a riot. You guys are hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they, they likened it to a, a blooper reel. Yeah. And they said that? they yeah. likened it to a blooper reel, and they said, "Who doesn't no, like a blooper?" And I was like, "That's perfect. <laughs> That's accurate. That's accurate." You get to see the original actors of Little House on the Prairie act together in your hometown. Yeah. You I don't think that was technically so acting. No. I just would like to say that was not. <laughs> it was good. It was. I mean, there were some that, and I didn't know. Everybody at my table said, oh, you know exactly what's going to happen. No, I know you no, you didn't, Jack. No, we didn't know. There's no way you could have known because we, we had no idea. We were even holding the script and turned around. And then it's like, wait, is she dead? She, 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 she. I thought you were going to die. We'd look at the script. We'd look at each other. But that, that's, not, that's not in here. What has happened? It was, oh, man. You know, I think the thing about 
this crew here is like we <laughs> love hanging out together and they see that the fans see it and they see this like genuine like we have so much fun when we're together and i think that they think of that when they watch little house and it is still happening and i think that is just mm-hmm. it true. blows them away you know yeah what I think it's amazing as the event producer is not only is the cast a part of family, but it's the support staff. It's everybody that's yeah. there. Uh-huh. Your crew, and, really. Um, they, they become, you know, family. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing each other. And we don't get to get together. And we don't get to talk like this. And we don't, uh, you know, we hear stories. And we do Q&As. And we do, you know, um, all kinds of different things. But, you know, we really try to keep events very unique and very different um, in Kentucky we did the Prairie Remember Center and to me that was great that was probably mm-hmm. one of the most special things we've ever done mm-hmm. yeah. together collectively as a group and we've never done that it was memorializing everyone has passed away which is a lot of people obviously Michael and Victor but also um, we had just yeah, lost our friend Hershey Hersh- Hersh- right, right. just lost her and so it was sort of like a memorial for her as well as all these people we it was it was pretty heavy going but it was it was Super great to do. Heavy. Yeah. and then we had too many tears you know all that pause that um, created the um, the, the uh, portraits and the images um, for that event, and, and we've carried those around. I mean, they're so good. You can yeah. just keep them in a closet. Yeah, and, no, no. You, you know, not show them off because people people posed with them and they took pictures and and they were telling memories of what Mr. Edwards went meant to them and the stories about it. And that was exciting to hear. And as you know, from the event producer side of it, you know, just to look at that and say, okay, this is this is this is something. This is really something. We're on to something here. But we don't want to do the same thing at every event. You know, we've tried to mix it up, and you know, everybody has come collectively together to come up with things. And we're, we thank Olan so much for helping us and coming on board and and being creative like that to come up with some different things and different ideas and and you know we cannot wait to share with you what is happening for Christmas Um, we will share that it's Christmas and Plum Creek and and it is going to be amazing and each one is going to be a little bit different and um, you're going to get a little different component because you know just like in Arkansas it's going to feature Karen Grassley but then in in Texas it's going to feature the Stephen twins that played young Rose. so literally Dean is going to get all of his actors that played his daughters together wow wow cool <laughs> I had no idea that hasn't happened <laughs> no. and then that's Victor French's children are coming to that Victor one French's children that's right and wow. Olivia's coming to Texas now wow. because she Ooh. had such a great time wow. did she pass the audition <laughs> did she pass she survived the murder mystery you know, I did say if you lived through the weekend you'd probably come to Texas <laughs> yeah. you were great you, you were know, that's, great that's Allison mentioned that, and, and Dean and Pam had done the first show with me, and and this all started really with Allison, and it was it's always my fault. Why is it always my fault? All of them. You know, you start with one person. Nellie Olson creates a traffic jam in a small little town of five thousand people, and there's three miles backed up both ways, and the okay, cops come in and they say you got to stop this, and then she's laughing. She is laughing hysterically and gets on the microphone and says, "Look." 
the headlines in the newspaper is going to read, Nellie Olson creates traffic jam in Macon, Missouri. And oh, I called everyone and said, we're doing an autograph show. They called the cops. They called the cops so, because this thing so was So it okay. snowballed. And, <laughs> you know, we, you know, Dean and Pam done a show with us in Illinois. And they they had a good experience. And they said, how did we get invited to, to your other events? And I said, well, this is how it works with me. Once you're in, you're in. <laughs> if I don't like you, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Unless you misbehave. And, unless you misbehave. Stand in the corner. And Miss Beadle is going to tell you to stand in the corner. <laughs> tell him. Stand in the corner. Say it. Everybody wants to hear it. Okay. Willie, stand in the corner. There you go. That, that's, and that's how it's all kind of rolled. And, and um, you know, I will say about Allison, and, you know, I don't want to talk too much, but... Um, Allison is kind of like the glue that keeps everybody together. So crazy. And she has really rekindled a lot of these friendships and and really has recreated the family because a lot of the actors sitting at this table hadn't seen each other in years. And she's the one that reached out and even got Olivia involved. And got Pam involved with my shows, and the and Dean involved, and Wendy, and Charlotte, and then along comes Jennifer, and now Jennifer's a fixture, and and people love. <laughs> She's more than a fixture. That's a compliment. Like, I don't know. Is that a compliment? <laughs> it oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Take it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Stay. So, and yes. she makes stuff. She makes yeah. stuff. That's yeah. the crazy. First she said, she said, oh, what yeah. am I going to do with that thing? What do you got? You got like wind chimes and yeah. little doohickeys and jewelry. decorations. No wind chimes. They're sun catchers. Sun catchers. The little jewelry and then, things. And uh, the Job's Tears necklace yeah. is the one. That one's a, yeah. I can't and that's make stuff. And that's what's unique about the events because everybody shows up with something a little bit different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we have so many fans that come from from you know that travel 18 hours to travel 16 hours eight hours whatever and they come and, they, and then they want to see something different from dean and allison and charlotte charlotte's um, made her my beetle bags beetle i make some tote bags with mm-hmm. pictures of the cast on it wonderful and and completely hand done and and made by charlotte stewart not something not, that is bought. Not manufactured. Um, and just, you can't get, there's never two of a kind. No. Nope. No matter what you do, the That's fabric right. is different. And then Wendy is so darn creative too, you know, with these little covered wagons, even though I found out that her mom and dad really make them. <laughs> well, I just couldn't keep up, so she now I hire her to do them. Yeah. She takes credit for it, but she makes these little dolls. And she I always say that my mom makes them. I never. I say everything's homemade. I my have to throw that in there because goodness. your mom always shares such great stories. So. And then Pam has, has pictures and kind of working on some other stuff. Dean's got these adorable oh, little, this is a hoot. little jars now <laughs> that have, you know, well, tell them. Well, tell it's Almanzo's cayenne pepper and Almanzo's cinnamon, yeah. and so it's it's an homage to the to the wonderful moment. Uh, the, with incident. Nelly. Yeah, the, the, the incident. Yeah, the incident in Back to School at the beginning in season Perfect. six. Yeah, and, and it was and just they're fun. selling out. Yes, they, they all were gone show. today. Yeah. Yes, they were all gone. And today. then, and then, of course, Allison has the whole mercantile. I got stuff, that man. Harriet would be just thrilled. I tell us a little bit about what I you do. And you know, Richard Bull, who played my father on the show, did one say to me when I was visiting him in Chicago. He said, "You know, I'm so glad to see a." You grew up to be a good businesswoman. We were so worried you'd become a flibberty gibbet. 
1800s. Who else talks like this? So, but I did. So, what happened is, you know, of course, I had the book, and then you know, I had bonnets because these marvelous people in Walnut Grove, of course, make these lovely bonnets. And during the height of the pandemic, I started reading the Little House books on Facebook. And they said, "Well, you know, I'll put on the bonnet." And then everybody wanted a bonnet. And then I started doing cooking videos. And of course, who's going to do the cook? I really cook. My character could not cook. I cook. <clears throat> and so now I have these darling little aprons. To say, Who's going to do the cooking? And then my friend Howie Green, who's an artist in Boston, you can look up Howie Green design, he's amazing. I said, you know, I think we need t-shirts. He said, I think you're right. And he um, he has done things before with sort of an Andy Warhol-esque four faces of Nelly, but he did a psychedelia, kind of Peter Max psychedelic Nelly, and we have that on t-shirts, a fabulous art piece of Nelly yes. Olson. I have candles. I Indeed, I have um, Nelly's warm cookie and Allison's hot orange tart. <laughs> I love how you say that. And no, no cinnamon chicken. I do not have any cinnamon chicken. See, no, there you go. I, I get right, 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 right. What about you know those packets, those ones where it's like the air yeah. the little packets yeah, they do? Yeah, I know. Like the, the could do freeze dry cinnamon chicken. Yeah. Nelly's cinnamon chicken. Mm hmm. Yeah. Talk to Bruce and Bennett. Well, I'm thinking about a new cologne, Manly. <laughs> well, now, now you have to you give must. credit where credit's due here, though. Is that should that, that mean yeah. I need to say that you Olin, came up with the idea? Well, no, only came up with the name. I said <laughs> you need to do a cologne because yeah. you have men that that are fans of your show, and I think the women would buy it for their for their men, right? Because yeah. right. you know, Allison talked about fainting. Oh, so dear, yes. we probably need to back up just a few seconds about the manly and, issue and mm -hmm. talk about these ladies that really come up to Dean's table, and we actually had one that fainted. Get a finger. And you know it's that. so funny. Even in Kentucky, um, you know, I'm pointing at Olin and saying, "Watch this lady! Watch this lady!" And she's shaking <clears> as she's coming up to talk to Dean. And Dean is being so kind and, and takes the time. That's what we love about Dean. He really takes time with the, with the guests that are coming to see him. And he wants them to have a great experience. And he wants to hear their stories. And um, she's just a shaking. And Olin and I are over there just busting up laughing. So we know that these ladies will buy this cologne. Well, as we know, he was very handsome on the show, and he is still handsome. And we oh. hear this all day over long from the women mm -hmm. in line, the ooing and the eyeing and the carrying yeah. on. And you, and that. you forget they get stuck at my table waiting for you. Oh. So, so I get to hear all of their giggles and all of their And whispers. if there's a cologne, manly, Absolutely. they're going to buy it for their husbands and Absolutely. boyfriends so they will smell like him. We better get that, get that going get right, that now. Yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get, uh, it's finding the right cologne. Got to yes. find the right cologne. Yeah, the this, this smell has yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has to be manly. Oh, the pies. Julie. Well, we already <laughs> talked about making a shirt that says Manly Pie Company. Mm. <laughs> because, yeah, tell yeah. them what, what the well, pie brought. Right after an amazing $400 a price on a Nelly pie yes. that we couldn't apple. believe. We, we apple with cinnamon. Well, it was, okay, it was for charity. We were raising it for right. the marvelous Doing project. Right. And we all made pies. And that was very strange. You should have been in the market. We're in this little <laughs> tiny supermarket. Alaska, <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma, the whole cast. Running up and down Running the aisles like aisles lunatics. Getting stuff, yeah. All the locals watching us. Where's the ham? I can't find the ham. The pudding's over here. 
Well, they sharing pictures of the pie making and stuff. It Kelly was like a scavenger hunt that. in the supermarket. We're all running amok and people are just staring, going, mm. what is going, it's a reality show, what have we walked into? And then we, then the things that went on in the kitchen, we were all making these pies in the middle of the night. So we all made these gorgeous pies. And so we auctioned, we go, well, this will be nice, we'll raise a few hundred dollars. And we're, I spent apple pie for $400. And the pies are going for 150, 200, 300, and, also, and then it's his turn. And what did you eat, possum pie? Possum no, no pie. Possum. It was Wendy's idea to do possum some pie. Because because I because I knew I wasn't going to be able to bake something. Better than that nothing. was the game. Yes. It was yeah. a good idea. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was more you know chocolate cream that was offered. So he goes to sell this. It's like chocolate cream and pecans. Yeah, and yeah, no, it's lovely a simple thing. little pie. <laughs> they bought the kiss. How much did your pie sell for? Tell them. Sold for twenty four hundred dollars. Twenty four hundred dollars. Now it was skyrocketing, and in the middle of the bidding, as people are going mad because we magically discovered there was a man who was also actually worked as an auctioneer, sitting there in the yes, audience, a policeman like, who was great, a policeman, a marvelous man. So he's really making it go. Olin comes up to me and says. If get him to say he'll kiss them on the cheek if they buy the pie. If a lady buys the pie, he'll kiss them on the cheek. And I said, will you kiss the person who buys this pie on the cheek? And he said, yes, I will. That was it. I got $1,000 right here. <laughs> Chaos. If, Chaos. But I think anybody out there that wants a pie for $2,400... Dean is willing <laughs> to kiss for that. We'll, to make a possum we'll, pie. We'll make possum pies. When, yeah, Wendy, Wendy, will you oversee the the? Will you oversee the making of the possum pie? I mean, I just need the guidance. Well, I'll, I'll, I just printed. I found the you recipe. Found the printed, recipe. Printed it for you. That's, yeah, that's and I'm gonna need I it. I'm gonna need it again. It well, was a gorgeous pie. It was. You know, and at the end of the day, it went to. A, I, you know, a man been on it for his for his wife, and and their daughter. Yeah, he really a very sweet thing, and he was. This was a very very low key couple, you know, just a very simple salt of the earth couple. But once he entered the bidding, and I think I don't know, he entered the bidding at like eighteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he jumped in out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, you know, he took it to a different level, and um, I was flabbergasted that this would happen. I, you know, I think, again, this is, I, I'm going to take this back to the, you know, to our program. Melissa, at the time we were doing the program, was America's sweetheart. Mm -hmm. You know, people loved her, and they still love her in this role as, mm -hmm. you know, part of her legacy. So... Anyone that Laura was going to fall in love with was going to be someone that was going to get a really good look from from young the viewers mm -hmm. who are watching the show. And I think if, if he was right for Laura and they wanted to be her, then, you know, I, he was right for them. And uh, so I, I just see this. I was, I was the uh, recipient of a lot of affection coming my way for uh, – and it, it – it, shocks me and it continues to come my my wife Catherine uh, doesn't come to these events <laughs> she doesn't come to the, she, she said I just she, I just cannot get me you're going off to be adored again she tells me and you know it's it's such a gift to get that and and I, I am loved by my wife no question about that but it's just it's amazing to come into these situations and feel that 
that energy coming at you where people are just so have been so genuinely touched by something that you've done right it's it's again it's this incredible gift we've all experienced it in our own ways right well, and i think for us to watch you in that scenario yeah. you are very graceful you're mm-hmm. very kind and mm-hmm. you don't bring an ego so that i mean you are you honor your character. You honor yes. the yep. Yep. had to be there. And not every actor does that. So that's no, a gift. I will tell you, as an event producer, that was one of the selling points of why I wanted to be back. I, I saw him in action. I saw Pam in action. I saw Alice in action. I seen all of them in action. And when they treat the people that are standing in line for so long, and I've seen Dean go without lunch before, say, oh, we don't need to take a long lunch because there's so many people that are standing in line to see them. And that's genuine, and that's real, and you don't get that every day. Well, and our listeners don't know this, but we're sitting out in a barn in <laughs> Oklahoma right. on a beautiful, beautiful ranch at the moment. Yeah. And the sun's gone down, and we're about to wind this down. But I'll tell you from my perspective, If you get a chance to go to one of these events and it comes to your area, don't miss out. Because when do you have the chance to see the cast of Little House on the Prairie come to your hometown where you can sit and talk to them and tonight I'm blessed to sit around a round table with them and hear stories like this. So I want to encourage you, be on the lookout for Little House on the Prairie the rest of this year and their 50th year. We've been blessed to have them here in Osage County, Oklahoma. Thank you, every one of you, for sitting around the table with me tonight. It was a pleasure and an honor and a moment that I will never forget. We like Thanks, you. Kelly. Thank you very much. It's very therapeutic. Well, just when it's getting good, we run out of time. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and make plans to come see us at one of our upcoming events where you can meet some of your favorite actors of yesteryear. You can check out upcoming events at GravelRoadMarket.com. And I'm Kelly Hurd, your host. Hope to see you soon along the Gravel Road.